As a listener to Intelligent Medicine, you know that fish oil provides the vital omega-3s, EPA, and DHA that support your cardiovascular, brain, nerve, vision, immune system, joint, and skin health, as well as your inflammatory balance. My preferred fish oil brand is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions, including soft gels, liquid, and enteric-coated options in a variety of potencies. Vital Nutrients even offers a high-performance and nutrient-dense vegan omega supplement option. Vital Nutrients line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions are held to the most rigorous quality standards in the industry, ensuring maximum freshness, purity, and potency. I use Vital Nutrients myself and recommend it to my patients. For more information and to order, call 888-328-9992. That's 888-328-9992. Or go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co for the Vital Nutrients line of Ultra Pure Omega-3 Solutions. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. It's a continuation of our discussion about United States of Healthcare. UnitedStatesofHealthcare.com is a website where you can get all kinds of resources on how to optimize your healthcare and to better navigate the U.S. healthcare system because sometimes it is fraught with difficulty and heartbreak. It's a complicated fracture and confusing and dehumanizing experience. So uh, helping us with that uh, is a consumer advocate, Joyce Griggs. And uh, Joyce, the, the COVID pandemic uh, has created a whole new set of challenges and opportunities for healthcare uh, because a lot of people uh, were cherry of going into doctor's offices or getting procedures. A lot of doctor's offices had uh, limited hours and uh, telemedicine became a thing. So what are some of the pluses and minuses of telemedicine and you know, how, are, uh, how can we equip patients to better leverage the benefits of telemedicine without the pitfalls? Yeah. I think that telemedicine is um, makes such a difference, right? Because we, we've had it in terms of like, if you live in an area where there aren't a lot of specialists, and you have to travel an hour or more, um, you know, you uh, telemedicine can be a big, big help to pe- people like that. And as you said, with COVID, um, it became almost an it became almost a necessity. One of the problems, of course, was that insurance wouldn't cover it. Um, And the pandemic, one of the silver linings of the pandemic is now insurance is still is covering this and the telemedicine association, I think is working hard to continue to have that happen. The pitfalls, of course, are the technology. And if you aren't, and it doesn't matter your age, because I don't want to be ageist about this, because there are plenty of people who um, are younger who don't really play with technology. It's not just the, it's not just the young. Um, if you don't have access to streaming service, to, to a broadband that's going to allow you to stream a uh, video, it can be really difficult to do a video um, call. However, you can still do an old fashioned telephone call. And that is, that is telemedicine. I think the problems with it are the problems with anything where you can't be face to face is that you can't read all the cues. You can't read all the cues in the room. Um, so there's convenience factor to it. And then of course, there are also 
negatives in not being able to be face to face with your provider, but you can have a conversation. And that I think is important. Right. So, uh, and I think it's going to be an up and coming thing. I think they have to work out uh, the reimbursement. Uh, one mm -hmm. of the things, one of the limitations is that uh, when I see a patient via telemedicine, uh, they may say, uh, for example, I've got a, a sore elbow and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I can hold it up and I can look at it, but uh, I can't palpate it. I can't examine it. I can't feel if it's uh, sore or if there's, uh, you know, swelling or if there's redness and heat. Uh, you know, which could tell me a lot about the origins of the problem. Can't do physical exam. Can't listen to their heart. Although they, you know, there are devices now that uh, enable you to monitor the heart from home. You can even send people your uh, tracing from your Apple Watch. Um, so, do you think that uh, uh, these devices are going to make it a little easier to do proper telemedicine? I mean, I think that the, the, what's going to happen with devices, with virtual reality, with augmented reality, all of these things are going to, um, for example, just to go on a small tangent, things with, with virtual reality for years have been used to help treat um, post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. um, so there are there are many things that and, technology... And phobias. I mean, for, for example, yes. like somebody who has a fear of flying... You know, without yep. getting on an actual plane, they can experience, you know, uh, while comfortably seated in their in their uh, living room, uh, the experience of uh, going to the airport, going through the terminal, going, you know, sitting on, on the plane. And, and that's called desensitization. And then ultimately, they can have a real experience, which is the ultimate test of whether it works. Yes, exactly. And also... The practitioner can also have the experience of what it means for that uh, they've been doing it at one of the uh, universities of, of California, uh, where the, the practitioners can also have the experience of the um, of the of the patient, which also then the you know virtual reality becomes an empathy machine, right? Making it even you know you, you become more sensitized as a practitioner in terms of helping your patient your patient through so i think there's a lot it's just that there's um you know sometimes technology can create a divide especially these devices you mentioned the apple watch mm -hmm. it's amazing it's expensive um and so you become you you create a divide between right. who can afford it and who mm -hmm. cannot afford it mm -hmm. and yeah. and also i mean and frankly uh when you place a lot of instrumentation on people. They monitor their sleep. They monitor their heart rate. They monitor, you know, every conceivable function of their body is that sometimes it creates kind of a, uh, ex excessive focus and a lot of false alarms. Mm -hmm. And, uh, doctors who receive these warnings sometimes get, uh, warning fatigue. They, they eventually uh, <laughs> ignore a large percentage of the warnings and beeps and, uh, you know, messages that they receive. Yeah, can it's true. It's true. But there, you know, there's a, I mean, there's a, there's, there's a lot there. And I think that it can only be to our advantage, right, to have as technology in, in, increases. But this access, additional access uh, through telemedicine to, to specialists and to our, and to our doctors and our healthcare professionals is just, uh, it's a bonus. It is definitely a bonus of, of what happened during the pandemic. So I think it will have pluses and negatives, but mostly pluses. So a lot of people have problems with uh, health insurance. I mean, they have problems getting health insurance. They have problems then paying the premiums. 
And then uh, sometimes they find uh, to their horror that uh, things that they think are covered or not covered. I, I, I hearken to the case uh, recently. It was, I think it was at, uh, it was in San Francisco. A woman uh, ingested something that she thought might be laced with fentanyl. So she showed up at the emergency room and uh, she had a whole battery of tests. And basically they sent her home and said, you know, we think you're okay. And then she received a bill for $6,000. Uh, for tests that were not covered uh, by her insurer uh, because she was alarmed and went to the emergency room. And, you know, it was a it was, you know, a milk run, essentially, but an expensive yeah. one. Yeah, I, this is this is one of the um, biggest conundrums, I think, of our system is the understanding of our insurance. First of all, we equate healthcare with insurance. Um, and it's not quite, the, it's not quite the same thing. Although, yes, if we don't have coverage, it's very hard to get, it's very hard to get healthcare. And to understand uh, how your health plan is set up in terms of what they will cover and what they will not, especially as it relates to emergent care, because in an emergency, uh, you just, you know, it, it, you go into action mode and it's like nearest hospital, get there. And most insurance companies will cover wherever you go for an emergency situation. Um, it doesn't matter if you're in state or out of state or at the in-network hospital or an out-of-network hospital. But you really need to know that in a calm moment, it's really important to Call your insurance provider, get them on the phone and understand uh, what they cover and what they don't in these situations so that you can uh, so that you, you can act responsibly, meaning responsible to yourself financially. The other thing, of course, is that these things can be negotiated. So at the end of the day, do you really have is she going to pay that full six grand? Um, because you can negotiate with your insurance provider and you can negotiate with the provider of care. Um, and these are important things that um, people need to remember when it comes to getting those, quote unquote, out of pocket bills. Um, everything is negotiable. Um, so take a breath and, uh, and, and think about that and take those steps. Okay, folks, at this point, let's pause and allow one of our sponsors this opportunity to share a brief message with you. This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Propax Gold with NT Factor, a complete vitamin and mineral formula. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years. With a 45-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Thanks for listening, and thank you for supporting our sponsors. They are what make Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource to you. And now, back to today's guest, consumer advocate, Joyce Griggs. You know, then there's this whole issue is of, uh, you know, under various insurance schemes. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Well, that didn't turn out to be entirely the case for a lot of people. And there's this issue sometimes, let's say you need to see a specialist. You know you need to see a specialist. Maybe you've got, uh, uh, you know, swollen joints 
And you figure it makes sense to see a rheumatologist, but your insurance requires that you wait an appointment with your primary care who then can make an appropriate referral to the rheumatologist. Uh, how do you navigate that kind of situation? So it's, it's true. Um, there is, you know, the gatekeeper syndrome. Now, many plans these days, uh, and even I have a plan that maybe isn't the greatest, but it's decent plan. It's sort of a decent run of the mill plan. I can go to a specialist without a referral um, from my primary care uh, provider. That's the one thing you just need to check with your insurance company. And then you need to work with your primary care doctor. That's why it's so important, I think, because of what you're saying about needing to see a specialist and go through a gatekeeper, meaning your primary care doctor, that we pick primary care doctors uh, that work for us. And if you, some people will say, well, I don't have a lot of choice of primary care doctors because I'm in a box with my plan. Then what we say is then get to know that doctor and all of their, whether you like them or not, it's the devil you know. And so understand how you can work with them. Uh, but they will be able to give you, uh, they will be able to give you that referral and to the doctor that you, that you want to see, provided that they're covered by, by, by your plan. But I say, you know, always, Always have the best relationship you can with your primary care doctor because it's important. Right. And there's this other phenomenon of people uh, who are on Medicare, which is great because, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the, the fees can really be minimal and you can get all kinds of coverage. But sometimes you feel like a second class citizen when it comes to care. You know, doctors, uh, because of the reimbursement differentials, are sometimes a little wary of seeing a Medicare patient. And maybe your doctor sees you and you've got problems which you think should be addressed. And the doctor says, yeah, come back in six months. They're <laughs> not too anxious to keep seeing yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 is, uh, it is a conundrum. A friend of mine, uh, about a year ago, she moved from California to Oregon. She is on Medicare. And it took her I, six months to find a doctor because uh, either they weren't taking new patients or they were not taking Medicare patients or both. Mm -hmm. Um, and she eventually did find uh, a very good, a very good doctor. And she, she used our guide to, to ask all of her questions and understand. I mean, she it was really for her, the only game in town it turned out to be a great relationship for her. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it is a conundrum here in, in, in our country. And, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know what to say or do about that, except to say that our doctors treat us differently. And I'd be curious what you think about this. When we come to our appointments prepared, mm -hmm. asking questions mm -hmm. and having high expectations. Um, so I mean, at the end of the day, medicine is a, I say it's like a service industry. Doctors, nurses, they want us to get better. Mm -hmm. Uh, they, they're excited to see things, you know, transpire for us in, in a, in a positive, in a positive mm -hmm. direction. So the more that we can engage and be that engaged patient that mm -hmm. comes to the table, um, in that way with expect setting high higher expectations, I think the better off we'll be no matter what these other, uh, you know, problems are that exist in the system. There's, they will always exist. And, and, and I agree with you. I find that, uh, you know, highly motivated patients uh, correspondingly motivate me to go to bat yeah. more for them. Uh, and patients who are very passive, you know, uh, I feel like sometimes it's a little like pulling teeth and it's, it's arduous to get them on board to uh, a treatment plan. Um, another uh, issue, of course, is uh, affording medications. 
And I, I think there's a real disconnect between uh, doctors and their prescription pads and the pharmacies and what's reimbursable. You know, a doctor may decide that this or that of the medication is the bomb for you. It's just going to be ideal for your situation. Uh, and then uh, you go to the pharmacy and they say, uh, yeah, your copay will cover some of that, but it's still going to cost you $600 a month out of pocket. <laughs> and you say, no way, no how. I can't, I can't do that. So, uh, do you address that in your uh, advice to patients at, uh, uh, United States of Healthcare? We, we, we do. And there's, there's, you know, there's, there's a few aspects of that to unpack. I'll tell a personal, start with a personal story. My, uh, this was also part of my former husband's story. He was, uh, he was hospitalized. He was uh, put onto a medication, a new medication. Uh, we were very involved uh, talking with, uh, with, it, with his doctors and his uh, social worker on a regular, on a regular basis. Um, and we said, okay, just make sure whatever medicines you, you change him to that they're covered by his insurance. Well, they uh, released him on a medicine that they had uh, stabilized him on that was not covered by his insurance. Uh, and we found that out when he got to the pharmacy right. and the pharmacy Sicker shock. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And the pharmacist called me and said, because we have a relationship where they're pharmacists and we highly recommend one pharmacy, get a relationship with your yeah. pharmacist. Mm -hmm. And they said, sorry, I, I don't, we don't know what to do, but it's $500 a month. Yeah. Uh, and it, you know, you're in sticker shock. And so there are a couple things you can do if you're not on Medicare. So this is for people who are not on Medicare. You can go to, there are, um, the, the, so if it's a, if in this case, in these cases, it's usually a, um, a brand name drug. Mm -hmm. You can go to the manufacturer and they do have programs to help yes. pay for. So not just copay cards, but also right. other programs that will help you pay for the medicine. They have patient um, assistant programs, assistance that's programs. That's right. Yeah, and and the, they, right. they they you know they will make uh, exceptions. I mean, they they seem cold hearted and, and bloodthirsty often, yeah. uh, but uh, they they do actually want to uh, at least for. Uh, you know, greenwashing and the benefits of uh, appearance to not appear to be, you know, gouging patients with extravagant prices if they can't afford them. That's absolutely, that's absolutely right. If you're on Medicare, however, you are, you by it's, it has to do with, uh, with, I think, federal law. It's set, uh, it's set, right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Those prices are set. So there's no, uh, you cannot get the assistance programs and you cannot get the copay cards. So, and that unfortunately was our, was, was our situation. So eventually he had to be changed off of that medicine. Of course, we were lucky enough to be able to afford that. But most Americans, as we know, the statistic, you know, we can't afford uh, a, a $400 or more, like, you know, surprise um, expense a month. So this doesn't work. So it's extremely important to work with your with your doctor on exactly that. Please do not give me a medicine that is not covered by my insurance um, and work with your pharmacist, know your pharmacist, because they can sometimes tell you if there is a generic equivalent um, that would be much, you know, much more uh, cost effective um, for you. So we recommend one pharmacy uh, and a relationship with your pharmacist. 
Do, do you have a, any comments on the issue of medical tourism? Because, uh, you know, these days, healthcare is super expensive, particularly, you know, I would say dental care falls within that category. A lot of people aren't covered uh, under our current healthcare system. Some people are, but majority of people are not to any great extent. And uh, do, you, do you ever uh, comment on the issue of going uh, hither and thither and yon to get certain uh, perhaps elective procedures, uh, things that are not you know, mm-hmm. emergency uh, interventions. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mean like leave the country or yeah. within the country? No, le- leave the literally country. leave the country. I mean, go to uh, go, go to uh, Brazil for uh, dental mm-hmm. surgery, for example, if you're going to have uh, dental implants, which can be expensive. Be expensive, yeah. I mean, I don't have experience or no, we haven't really commented on, on, on those issues. But the one thing I will comment on is that you can price shop if you are getting an elective um, surgery here in the U.S. because now there are more and more laws coming mm-hmm. about saying that transparency, hospital, yeah, transparency laws. They need to disclose how much they're going to charge for a procedure, and it can be vastly different yeah. uh, just within a short uh, radius um, of, your, of of your home. So it, I think it's really important to ask those questions. Great. Okay, so. Uh, the United States of Healthcare is the website. Uh, tell our listeners what are some of the resources that they might uh, find there and how they can. Yeah. Uh, can they subscribe and get newsletters or yeah. something? Yeah, we have. Um, yes, you can subscribe and get our newsletter. We uh, post uh, new blog posts a couple of times uh, a month. Uh, we cover things from uh, what you know? What's a good checklist if you're about to have an elective surgery in terms of preparing for that surgery or post-surgery for your discharge? How do you plan for that? We have um, a lot of really great information on the relationship with your pharmacist uh, and how to build that. And uh, of course, finding you know what do you do? What is the best approach to selecting a healthcare provider, a new doctor, or a new nurse practitioner, uh, and how we can interview our healthcare providers to understand what makes them tick so that we can have better relationships uh, with them. Uh, And then we have some new, uh, I'm excited to say we're going to have some new uh, team members joining us who have expertise in um, insurance and uh, claims denials. So sometimes Mm -hmm. we're denied care by our insurance companies, and that's going to be coming in the early part of 2023. So we'll be continuing to um, add to uh, all of the work that we're doing in terms of um, how do you, can you be your best possible advocate, including you know legal and financial must-have documents, and how do we prepare those and and have those available? Because it's just it's important to be prepared. Um, like anything, you don't want to have to use these documents, but if you need them, uh, you want to know that they're there. Mm-hmm. Well, this is fantastic. Uh, it's a great resource, and uh, you need really need to advocate for yourself. Uh, because they're great opportunities and also uh, uh, a lot of pitfalls in our uh, complicated uh, health care system. And I think you're doing a lot to help patients navigate their way through it. So I appreciate very much what you're doing at uh, United States of Healthcare. Thank you so much. It was great to be here with you today. And I look forward to uh, your listeners checking out our site and subscribing to our newsletter and our blog and uh, our other content. Thank you very much. That was Joyce Griggs. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. 
As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional-grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical-grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com. drhoffmanstore.com.